Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. And uh, if you're on the East Coast, you're listening at 2 o'clock. And if you're on the West Coast, you're listening at 11 o'clock today. And we have a specially pre-recorded program for you today. And today we're talking about the art of matchmaking. You know, we talk a lot about dating, and there are millions of single people of all ages now on the planet. And so many people want to meet someone else. And we have online dating services. People are still meeting at clubs and at bars and social settings. But there's that old traditional matchmaking we don't hear as much about. And today I'm interviewing Marie McElrath. And she is a partner of the company, um, MM Confidential. And her company is Make Me a Match. Marie and Nancy Malice, who's not with us today, are premier matchmakers who each have over 25 years of experience bringing couples together. They have developed a critical and uncanny ability to network, meet, and screen attractive couples and connect individuals for long-term relationships. For them, matchmaking is a calling. And we're talking about the solid foundation necessary to make a match. Welcome, Marie. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Well, good. I'm glad. So the name of your company is MMM Confidential? Um, MMMconfidential.com is the website address. However, the name of the company is Make Me a Match. All right. So the first question I've got to ask is what is the difference between a dating service and a matchmaking service, which is what you are? Well, dating service, individuals um, contract or pay so that they can do just that, go out on a series of dates. And some most dating services guarantee them either one, two, or depending upon um, how it's graded, um, a certain number of dates based upon a particular fee. And we don't do that. We're not a dating service. Our goal and objective is to put people together for the purpose of long-term relationships slash lifelong partnerships marriage, which lead to marriage. And uh, mm-hmm. we work with commitment-minded people. These are people that are not just, just interested in going out on dates for the purpose of dating. However, however, dating is a part of the process 
for matchmaking or for finding and connecting with that ideal person. The notion is you're not just waste, wasting your time going out with just anyone, but people who are meet the criteria and who are designated um, as individuals who can potentially be an ideal match. Now, how do you do this? I mean, how do you tell? Do you give people a test? Do you meet them? How do you, what's the process? Well, we, we do it the old traditional way, the, the way it was done millenniums ago, and we do it face-to-face. We don't give tests. We do have an application, um, but the application is a generic term for the form that we use, which is short, um, where one can easily, um, they just putting in basic information, and they're stating the, the criteria that they think they have for the ideal person that will make them happy. And then as we get to know this person through our one-on-one relationship with them and through further communication of various types, meeting at events and, and meeting one-on-one and weekly encounters, et cetera, we then can fine-tune um, the, the personality, who, what we know about the personality of that person, as well as what we know will work for them. And it's just also we have that intuitive um, Yeah, I was going to ask about that, that the intuition. Yeah, the yep. intuition. So now, now when, you, when you match someone, do you show them pictures of the person? Do you tell them a Never. lot about the other person or not really? No, no, we don't do, we do nothing online. Uh, we do not show pictures. We don't give out um, phone numbers and email addresses because those things fail. Um, people who are going online to the various and sundry um, dot-com companies, uh, if they contact 10 people or 100 people, 99.9% of those um, experiences are going to be failures. There are some who have experiences that they can discuss that have been a success, but those are few and far between. Most people that come to us have gone to all of those websites, and they're frustrated and worn out. They're exhausted from but, but, having been lied to, and the misrepresentation yeah, but is here, huge. Here's my question. Here's, and this is where the intuition comes in. How do you know? Now you're not. You meet me, for example, and you're you're going to meet, introduce me to someone, and you're not going to show me a picture, and I tell you what I'm looking for. But how do you how do you know I'll attract that person? I mean, how do you know? the right build or the right height. You're not showing me a picture. How, is that just an intuitive thing, Marie? How do you know? Or do you ask the person, well, do you I've, say, you know, what's, what, what color hair or what color eyes or how tall or body build? I mean, how do you know? You ask your client. We, right. We, because there's an interview process with the client. So in terms of the physicality of the person, I would, right. if, you, if I were interviewing you, for an example, I would know the physicality of the person that best suits you. I'm going to know about your preferences in terms of their eyes, their hair color, et cetera. I'm going to know about your, your religious or spiritual requirements. I'm going to know about uh, how you have functioned in life morally, socially, in terms of your values for family, your values toward the community, what your political drives and aspiration might be for your home, your personal life, your public life, etc. So by the time we finish interacting with each other and conversing and sharing and going through um, the inquiry that I will share with, that I will present to you, I know who you are. And then, as I said, there will be many other opportunities for me to hone in on the things that you've told me initially to see if it's true about you. 
So it won't be that where I just meet you once and we discuss and you give me a piece of paper and it's over. We be, we began a relationship with each other. We have a relationship with all of our clients. And through that relationship, we know what they're expecting and, and, and what to do. Uh, also, we do coaching with uh, a lot of, with all of our clients. There's a degree of coaching where with women particularly, they have a traditional, um, idea of what they're supposed to do on dates and usually it's all backwards so we try to show people um a a critical a critically positive and creative way to date that makes it removes the stress and distress from dating well also you're getting feedback also there's a third party here so that if somebody if something bothers someone correct you're you you know how to go back to the other person or you've already talked to the other person, so you can, as a sort of, as an, you're almost like a mediator, an intermediator in a way. Yes, yes. Once you go out on a date, for an example, sometimes both parties are smitten and they want to see each other again. Well, they return to us and say, "I like that person. I want to see him or her again." And if the other par- party feels the same way, we set up date number two. And by date number three, four, or five, if they're feeling the same way, then we back away because we know they're coming together, uh, perhaps in a relationship. But there's, there's counseling and there's coaching along the way with that as well. Um, but what happens, part- Marie? What happens on the other hand? If someone comes back and says, oh, I really liked him or really liked her, and the other person doesn't say that, how do you handle the person? How do you explain it to the person who could be rejected? Well, we do what's known as rate the date, and each party will have an opportunity to report back to us immediately uh, how they perceive the date and perceive the experience, the venue, and everything that took place, and to share their impressions and perspectives of, of what happened. And one party says, well, I really didn't feel it in terms of um, the, the spark or the energy there. We, we're definitely going to move on. But they do not have to convey that difficult message to the other person. Right. We but do how that. do you convey it? What do you say to the person? Well, because we're in constant contact with our clients all the time, it's an ongoing conversation. We have ongoing conversations. So when we talk about the, the last date, uh, we, I probably would say something like, um, if if, uh, if if they say, well, I'd like to go out with that person again, I may say something like, well, let's wait and not go out with them at this moment since you're still in the process. Let's circle back. Let's come back to this person again in a week or two, three weeks, and see what their feeling is at that point in time. And in the meantime, uh, we, you're going to go out and do, you know, to either another event, mm-hmm. uh, take a trip, or go on another a date with a different person. Mm-hmm. And so but what, what if, prepared. I'm just asking in terms of how you handle this. Like if I said to you, but Marie, you know, I really like Joe. And, you know, and you know that, and you know, and you know, Marie, that Joe doesn't want to go out with me again. How do you handle me? Do you say, well, Patricia, I'm not sure that you were Joe's type. I mean, how do you handle that? Because that's, that's not easy. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not easy, but it's not impossible. Um, well, I would honestly talk with you honestly about what Joe is looking for. And I it's not, and it's never to say that anything is wrong with you, the person, because right. Joe or Hannah or somebody didn't like the other party. That's never the issue. Never. The issue is that person's interpretation of you. If right. that individual's interpretation of you does not meet 
their, what they assess or perceive as their criteria, that's all it is. So we usually don't, our people usually are not being, don't become upset because they'd rather know this in advance than to have a disappointing relationship and find it out later. So if, if I said to you, well, what was it, what was it, Marie? You know, if I pushed you, I'm sure you have clients that do that. They say, well, yeah. Marie, what was it? What, what would you say? Would you say, I, how would you handle that? Well, we, it would never be, it would never be the physical piece because we always introduce people with other individuals whose physicality meets their criteria. Right. So if a guy wants to, like you, you're, very, you're petite and you're slender and you're attractive, so his argument wouldn't be that she's not attractive enough and she does, she's not the right size and doesn't look like what I want. Because, because you are attractive and you are petite and slender, he, that would not be the issue. So the issues would be something like, well, I just didn't feel it, or, you know, some, yeah. other, um, some other piece based upon, and I'll use this term again, interpretation. Right. Their interpretation of the evening, right. not so, that there's anything right. wrong with the person. So what you're, what you're saying is, as, as a matchmaker, that even if it doesn't work out and one party likes another party, the, the, you always help to keep the ego and the feelings and the confidence of your clients alive, even if the other person, in a sense, rejects them. Oh, yes, and, and they are, because our clients are going, would have, will have many interactions and right. there'll be other events, and because one thing that I've noticed that people complain about with other companies is that they'll they'll uh, have that initial interview, and then they never hear from them again. Our clients hear from us all the time. Well, that's and that's very important. So you you keep up to date with them. Exactly on a daily basis, on it's a weekly important. and daily basis, depending upon what you know, what a relationship we've, we've established. But, yes, it's very consistent and always continuous. Right. What would you say, Marie, are the things that people need to look out for when they're meeting someone new in terms of what they say and how they behave? Um, well, language is everything. The content of that of your conversation is everything. Number one, we encourage uh, people when they're on a date not to discuss the past because that's not where you want to live. You want to move forward and have a very positive, uplifting, loving, and kind future. So if you're talking about an ex, uh, ex um, relationship with a spouse or male girlfriend, boyfriend, or whatever it may happen to be, it can, it can cause negative emotions to arise at a time on a first date, for an example, or a second date, when it needs to be fun and, and very positive, and a, a very positive interaction with each other, so never discuss your ex. Never, t- you don't need to talk about your children, because the children have no place on that first date. On that first date, your goal and objective is to sink yourself into that person to get to know them in a positive and romantic way. Um, uh, you don't want to talk about mom and dad or the job even because your your job is not your love. The love of your life is not predicated upon your career. Love, research has shown, supersedes all other things. Love uh, supersedes all else. There were a group of re- uh, researchers and um, psychiatrists who did a um, peer evaluation, uh, an article for their peers, which, mm-hmm. which says that when people are in love, they will give up 
their home, their life, their career, everything for that individual that they love. Love supersedes all else. Now, there are those who seem to be quite steeped in their um, careers, but the bottom line is is that one will mold and shape and make their life work around their career when they are in love. So the goal. Do you think that's true for everybody? Do you think that's true for everybody, Marie? Are there some people that? It's not true for everybody, but it's but it is so profoundly true for the majority of us. Uh, there, there, there are exceptions to everything. Well, and, and there also, are some people. Some, wouldn't it be for some person, some people whose career is most paramount? The other partner is going to have to uh, fit more into their mold. They're going to have to work more within the mold of the partner who has the career. In other words, if one they has even to have a partner. If they even have a partner, uh, I'm talking about people who, uh, in terms of careers that that people who don't give up their, I'm not talking about giving up your career, but I'm saying for people who are in careers that consume them mentally, physically, and spiritually, those people are not available for anyone. And, mm-hmm. yes, there are, there are a number of people like that. But for the majority of us, for the 6.4 billion people in this world, most of us want to be loved by another. Yes. And and even as as it relates to children, when your children become of age and they go off, they're going to be more in tune to developing their life, developing their love life, their families, their careers, etc. So um, I would suggest that people not lean to a child's understanding for their uh, of who they need in their life, and not lean to the opinions of children who may or may not like someone that they love. Okay, you have to follow so, your own so, heart and your own mind. Right. So here's my question. When you, when you introduce someone and they've gone out once, they really like each other. They've gone out twice, okay? Now they've gone mm-hmm. out three times and, they're feel, and all of a sudden, though, I'm sure this doesn't happen a lot, but usually I think it's the third or fourth date, there's something that's taking hold. If it breaks down after the fourth date or the fifth date, what are usually the reasons it breaks down? Because isn't it true that if they've gone out three or four times, that's a very good sign that it could work? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, in my experience, um, any time a relationship breaks down, it's usually the breakdown is because of a disinterested third party or just a third party interference. And when I say disinterested, really? it means that it's a third party that's uh, giving their opinion and their and, the, and stating their position and perspective, and you're buying into their uh, and buying into what they're saying. My advice is always consider the source and rise above it. If it's a per, if a if your girlfriend who has no boyfriend is telling you what she would do and making suggestions uh, as to what you should do relative to your new love, don't listen to her. So it's you're saying man. it's usually an at that's very interesting. I didn't know that. So you're saying after the third or fourth date, usually it has a very good chance, correct? Yes, yes. Indeed. And it, and if after that it breaks down, it's often an outside source that's interfering. It's a it's a third party outside source wow. that comes between you. Hmm. And why is why is it that by the third or fourth date you think people know? Why do you why is it that number? Because in Western, in Western, in our Western culture, when couples come together, we we live in a society uh, that traditionally we spill the beans, we tell everything. 
So by the fourth date, you're still together. Uh, usually, uh, everything's been told. There, there, there are few secrets. There, there's little left to uh, discover. Uh, women now, are... now let's talk about that for a minute. I think the exception to the third or fourth date would be if, if there was a secret. So if the person's keeping secrets from each other, by the fourth, fifth, or sixth date, if that secret comes out, that could break up the relationship, correct? It could. It could. Uh, if, there's a, if they're both, in, um, it could. And, and all these things that we're discussing are always subject to other conditions. You know, um, so, yes, if a person has a, um, 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 some type of um, dis-ease, they need to express, they need to share that that could be uh, something that's debilitating to their relationship. If it comes out later, it could debilitate the relationship, but oftentimes people are invested at that point and they'll weather the storm if, they commit, if they're committed. So, so, so Marie, how do you know when to share? How do you know when too much is too much? That's a, that's a tough one. Definitely the first date, any information relative to who you are uh, in your past is too much information. You need to know the person you're with first. After you know the quality and the character of the person with whom you say you want to be with and the, and you're both, um, are, the, the chemistry is, between, is there and you're both willing to share openly and lovingly, then you reveal those things. But you don't have a, a, a evening where you get together and you go back to you know twenty years and just do a tell-all. Be mindful of what's relevant and what's not relevant. Seek counseling if you don't understand. That's why with our clients we counsel with them. We we tell them what's applicable and what's not applicable. Mm-hmm. Um, so in other words, the advantage then of working with a matchmaker is if I wasn't sure whether I should say this to this man or this woman, I can ask you. And say, what yes, do you think? Yes, and they do. Our clients, our clients ask us first because everything's not not applicable. What your husband did when he ran off with the secretary has nothing to do with your relationship with this new man. Nothing. Mm-hmm. What I would encourage you to do is to forgive him and for, definitely forget him, and to hone in on those those techniques and strategies that we'll be giving you to be happy and light and wholesome and joyous again. Because a lot of women think that older men want women because they want a young woman that's in her 20s or 30s, and that's not always it. Older men often want that younger woman because of the thrill, the joy, the excitement, the fun that youth mm-hmm. brings, not because they're seeking a particular age. They're, particular, they're seeking a particular level of consciousness. And if you're burned out and worn out and angry and out grudges and want revenge and got this fight and e- fight going on inside of you and this edginess, then who wants you? Interesting. Hmm. Other than well, I mean, we're all going to have our you. moments in time. But what you're saying is you're going to present the best part of yourself in the beginning. And, uh, you know, obviously there will be times when... But women who are angry, even in the beginning, they do not know this, but it comes out. Men can pick up on that, that yeah. stuff. I, you know, I'm always picking up on it. I'm always saying, why are you still angry? Why haven't you forgiven? Uh, you know, until you get your joy back until you are able to let go of the ridiculousness of what took place and realize that no one is responsible for your happiness but yourself, you can't move on. 
Mm-hmm. All right, we've got about uh, two minutes left. So, Marie, how would you, first of all, tell people how they can find you. This is a national program, so people will listen online and yes. can listen to the podcast of this program and can certainly contact you. Do you work with people in a certain area of the country, mostly? All over the country. <laughs> okay. We have we have offices and, and reps in um, not only all, all of New England, uh, New York, uh, D.C., L.A., Atlanta, San Francisco and now Aspen, Colorado. Even. But okay. uh, wherever you are, you know, we are available to you. So uh, the best number uh, to reach us would be 617, area code 888-8772. And oh. our website is www.mmmconfidential.com. mmmconfidential.com. Mm-hmm. All right, and the phone number one more time is? 617-888-8772. Terrific. Closing thoughts, Marie, in terms of matchmaking and people being happy in relationships. I mean, we have, you know, a 50 to 60% divorce rate in our country. So where's the hope? Talk about the hope and your closing thoughts for Well, you know, the divorce rate is lowest in areas where people are brought together and, and matched and put together by a matchmaker. If you look at, if you do research and you research the statistics, those couples stay together. People who haphazardly meet each other or, you know, are brought together because, oh, my cousin is single and my coworker is single, so I think they'd be a good couple, that has nothing to do with what makes a good couple. There has to be certain criteria about their character, do they have the same moral values, do they have the same family values, what is their spiritual drive and wherewithal, who are they academically, what, what will happen with them when these two people come together from a financial, a social, a political perspective. And so lifestyle, things, and lifestyle is important And too. their lifestyle, overall, that those are the, those are the tenets of a lifestyle. So, yes, right. their lifestyle, their overall lifestyle. Right. When that's brought together and, and people want to be comfortable, they want, right. to be, they want to be enthralled, meaning they want to be very much invested. But, but no one, most people, I won't say no one because we have some people who psychologically, psychologically are challenged, but most people want to know that when they go to bed and wake up in the morning, there's a sense of consistency in their happiness with this right. other person. All right, and, and we're going to have to. All right, we're going to have to close on that note. It was so enlightening, Marie, to have you on the program. Marie McElweth, owner of co-owner of Make Me a Match. You can log on to mmmconfidential.com, and uh, they make matches all over the country. And your phone number again, Marie, is six one seven eight 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 seven seven two. All right. Thank you so much for being on the program. Stay on the line. Thank you, Marie. Thank you. All right. All right, folks. Um, This closes out our program for Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Remember, write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. Stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.